section of Mark 4 through 8, she is the one that hears and sees. And then we also were kind of making that overall um, insight into the way that Jesus, again, I kind of would kept using this, where he was kind of challenging her, right? He was challenging this woman, and yet he was also teaching his disciples, right? So he was kind of using that abrasive language, maybe not necessarily at her, calling her a dog, but he was almost drawing out the ideology and the theology and the kind of the kind of way that the disciples would think and kind of making them face that. So there was this kind of both challenging to her and teaching the disciples that we were looking at. Um, let's just jump into the text this morning. And uh, it's the healing uh, of, the, of the deaf and mute man. So uh, if you've got a Bible, 705, there's a couple verses here. We can, can read this one in the round if somebody wants to get us started. And then maybe read a verse or two and then someone else take over. <laughs> brought to him a man who was deaf and could hardly talk, and they begged Jesus to place his hands on him. After he took him aside, away from the crowd, Jesus put his fingers into the man's ears, and he spit and touched the man's mouth. He looked up to heaven, and with a deep sigh said to him, If you add another ah on the end, that's yeah. right, there you go. Excellent. Um, I don't normally do So this story is about Jesus healing the deaf and the mute man. And I don't normally do this, but I found a funny video that I thought was pretty good. And it has to do with somebody being deaf. Um, so can we just watch? It's like two minutes. And it's I laughed pretty good, but then I watched it again and laughed harder. But, you know, sometimes videos hit you at different times. So we're going to see. Maybe you've seen this one. Has anybody? Does this look familiar to anybody? You've seen it? You guys, a couple people have seen it? Okay, let's see if we can. Are you going to work or no? Maybe the Lord is just leading us into a different <laughs> place. Uh, let me see if I can make it full screen so you don't have to see. Okay, here, let's give this a shot.
Hey, thank you so much, Big Fan. All right, that's all I got. That's the end of the sermon right there, the whole thing. Like I said, I watched it once, and I was, like, laughing pretty hard, and then I watched it again, and I was I was laughing at my, yeah. I mean, it's just so good. Yeah. I still see it. I got to find out, because whatever this guy's name is, like, I kind of went, and he does, like, this kind of, like, sketch comedy, and he did a couple other ones that were pretty funny, so if you're interested in more, is it slaps? Is that just slap? What is that? What kind of? It's like pranking yeah it's just good old good old prank comedy okay uh we are going back to the middle east <laughs> uh from here and jesus uh remember he had healed this woman uh this this canaanite woman this woman from syria phoenicia and he was kind of up in that old uh what would have been classically that kind of canaanite region um and this is kind of this kind of tire side in so the Bible says he's, he kind of starts in Tyre, and then he goes through Sidon. He goes down to the Sea of Galilee and into the Decapolis. And really to think about this, you know, again, what Jesus is doing here and how he's doing his ministry, and we've made this point, is it's really, it's really the equivalent of saying like today, right, that a Jewish rabbi went into the West Bank and then went from the West Bank into the Gaza Strip. Right, because those kind of categories, especially with the war and the fighting and the animosity at the moment, no Jewish rabbi would go from, say, Jerusalem or kind of uh, Israel into those those places and go to do ministry there. Right, but this is exactly what Jesus is doing: is he's traveling to these places that are out of bounds. Right, so um, he would. I would say this: it's it's. It's seemingly like Jesus is doing ministry in all the wrong places, okay? Seemingly like Jesus is doing ministry in all the wrong places. Let me step one step back. What I'm going to do this morning, too, I forgot to make this. What I want to do this morning is I'm going to do, honestly, a minute on each verse. And then I have a question on each verse. And what I felt that the Lord had put on my heart this for this week was that a lot of times... 
our, our weeks are just stacked. And for me, like, I was like, let's have it just a group confession. People who got to spend time with the Lord this week, right? And most times, a lot of times we come in here, it's just like, yeah, I don't know where the week went. I just, I didn't get time to either read the Bible or spend time with the Lord or be in relationship with him. So I'm going to do a quick little segment on each verse. There'll be a question, put them on this little piece of paper. And then I'm going to give you probably, I don't know, 20 minutes, 25 minutes to just actually go be with the Lord. However that looks like for you, there's questions, there's texts, there's all those sorts of little things but I just want to teach real briefly through it. And then if you want to grab a chair, if you want to go sit at the park, if you want to go for a walk, just to, to give you the time and the space to go be with the Lord, okay? So, sorry about that. I meant to announce that ahead of time, okay? So again, verse 31, as you kind of look at it, right? Jesus is traveling through these different regions. Um, he leaves the vicinity of Tyre. He goes through Sidon. He goes into the Decapolis. All the wrong places, right? All the places that are on the other side of the fence, kind of linking in some teachings from before. I was really thinking about places, modern day places, for you and I, on the other side of the fence, that I can go there in Jesus' name. Okay. Now, this could be that we're coming up on the holidays, and you got to go to that brother-in-law's house, uh, and you're like, oh gosh, not enough. You know what I'm saying? Or... It could be a particular, um, I don't know, I'm just, I was, you know, again, there's, there's, different, uh, there's different places, again, that, that, you know, Christians avoid for whatever reason, right? But places that are on the other side of the fence that I can go in Jesus' name. Verse 32 says, there are some people brought to him a man who was deaf uh, and could hardly talk, right? And they begged Jesus to lay his hands on him. This kind of just second piece here. This, this would be kind of like, if I was a, like, this is classical youth pastor. This is like the power verse right here. If you're a youth pastor, because this is the moment when you tell kids, and we used to say this all the time. And I still believe this. Show me your friends. You anybody in the second part? Show me your friends. I'll show you your future, right? Kids, you show me who you're hanging out with. I'll show you what your future is going to look like. Right. And we would, we would, Kind of, I would preach on this all the time because it was so important for those kids during those developmental stages of life. Who they're hanging out with determines who they'll become, right? And the older I get, the more I realize how true this is, even for me as an adult, right? Who you hang out with will determine, largely determine, like, who you become, right? There are some people brought to Jesus, right? Think about who you hang around. Will they bring you to Jesus in times of trouble, in times of need, in times of difficulty? Could you identify those folks in your life? Right? There are some people brought to Jesus, this deaf and this mute man. He hasn't heard about Jesus. Shocker. right? He's deaf. He hasn't heard anything about Jesus. He's not reading about Jesus. He's not talking about Jesus. These people happen to know this man and say, we got to get him to Jesus right? So again, the question here to, to think about, uh, think about who you hang around, right? Verse 33, which is interesting, right? So Jesus in verse 33, uh, he takes him aside away from the crowd, puts his fingers in the man's ears, spits, touches a man's tongue, right? And Tim Keller talks about like, like 
in, in all of Jesus' healings, it's, it's Jesus' speaking a word, right? It's Jesus' giving a command. Jesus is telling something. Tim Keller says, he's doing all, I like this phrase, he's doing all this mumbo-jumbo, right? This ritual, this arm waving, this, that, the spitting, right? And then he says this, he, such a great quote. He says, because Jesus always gives you what you need. And he knows better than you what that is. I mean, that's, that's just, to me, that's just cold water to the face right there, right? Jesus always gives you what you need, and he knows better than you what that is. Has there been a time in your life when you've experienced this to be true, right? There's been a time in your life when you've experienced this to be true. Maybe you want to reflect on that. Maybe you want to think about that, right? So, spits on the man's tongue, puts his fingers in his ears. Verse 34, looks up to heaven and with a deep sigh, he says, Epaphrata, right? Which means be opened. He kind of sighs, he groans. Now, this sigh, this groan word, when he's like, you know, kind of giving this utterance to heaven, it corresponds to Romans 8, 22 through 28. What I want you to do in, in this time, <clears throat> it's, there's a great connection between the two words. Um, I want you to read the passage, right? And consider what falls on your ear, okay? It's a short, it's a beautiful, I read the passage a couple times this week. It's a beautiful little passage where Paul is talking about um, how creation is groaning for God, how we are groaning for God, how we're kind of yearning and longing for God. So you can read that passage and just kind of reflect on that for a little bit, okay? And then he says this, he says this, <laughs> to me, this is, to me, this is the crux of the message. I'll tell you why in a second. He says, be opened, right? And his ears are opened, his tongue is loosened, and he begins to speak plainly, right? His ears are open, his tongue's loosened, and he begins to speak plainly. Now, I was thinking about, you guys know we've kind of had some good jokes about, I call it areas in my life that I'm closed, right? So, for example, um, the funny ones that we, I've shared, I think over the last couple of weeks, I am closed to emojis. We know this, right? I am close to emojis. What else am I close to? Happy Friday. Happy, happy anything, any day, happy day, right? Just, we can just, um, we talked about I am closed to school fences. I am closed to asking for a friend. I am closed, here's a new one. I got, I got two new ones for us this week. Two new ones, you ready? 100%, 100%. When people are like, yeah, people, all of a sudden, this has become the word of like, this has become the word to like of agreement. 100%, 100%, 100%. I'm like, wait a second, where did this come from? Is it, is it, is it the emoji 100% that you're referencing to this? And one more. <laughs> Why you guys put up with me? I have no idea other than just the Holy Spirit. Um, this is controversial. And I can put a little asterisk at the end of this because there are some exceptions when this is good. Adult Halloween costumes. And the asterisk there, there's a little asterisk there. Families, families, y'all put something together. There's some families, but for the most part, if you're like an adult and you're just like getting out there with your costume, I'm, cl I'm close to that. I'm just close to that. That's you? Okay, and we're with us. Now, here's the thing. Here, okay, so, you know, maybe the Lord's speaking to me. Eric, you need to be more open. Like, I, I, I thought about this like a little bit playfully, but also a little bit seriously, like, do I need to like, you know, just be a little bit more 
just open to, you know, like, my one friend calls me a hater. Huh? Open to joy. <laughs> 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 yes, and I'm, like, there's, like, like, there's, like, this kind of, like, silliness about it, and I really, like, a little bit of deeper reflection. I'm, like, okay, Lord, like, are We're still processing this, right? We're still processing. Uh, but okay, in, in a real serious note, Jesus calls this man to, his, to be open, right? And I started thinking like, okay, my ears being open for listening in prayer, right? Uh, I, I wrote this little note down. We make so much time in our lives. Sorry to be a little bit of a, another hater in social media. We make so much time in our lives to listen to the voices on social media. I think about the, and again, this sounds even more grumpy old man. I think about the young kids that are being raised on TikTok as a shortcut manual for life, you know? And I just think of like, we make so much time for these voices. That's what our ears are open to, right? And Jesus is calling us to be open to a different voice, right? speaking in prayer, the way that people, again, broadcast everything they do, right? Everything they're speaking out. And I'm thinking like, man, am I, is my tongue being loosened, speaking boldly for the gospel, for something of depth and significance? Um, so anyway, where am I closed? Like, where is God calling me to be open? Like some of those silly stuff, I'm just like, Eric, maybe you just need to like, be open to joy. Like, that's serious. Like, I'm not, like, you know, I, I receive that, and I, I've thought about that. So um, that's one, too. And I'm going to share a quick, a quick two-minute story on this, and then I, I want to give you guys some time. I've been thinking about this, and this is, like I said, for me, this has been the crux of the, uh, the passage, is just this kind of call to be opened, silliness, seriousness, both of those combined. I dropped Julie off on Thursday night. She goes to the Bible study in Huntington Beach, and then, like, sometimes I'll just kind of go for a walk, um, kind of along the beach path there, and I was praying this passage, just kind of thinking about this, reflecting on this, praying this on, as I was walking on Thursday night, and I was just like, Lord, I just want to be open, I just want to hear your voice, I just want to know what you, um, what you have for me in different areas, I'm like, I just want to be quiet and speak, let my ears be open, and, uh, a lot of you guys know that there's been this kind of, uh, up and down with the pastor job and the coffee job. And I've kind of gone back and forth a little bit and, and all those sorts of things. And they've made me an offer. And I was like, no, that's, that's not even close to where we're not even in the ballpark. And then they came back on Friday, two days ago with another offer. And I was kind of like, you guys just don't get it. And I was frustrated. And um, <laughs> this is the best part of the story because this is how you know that the Lord works. I'm sitting in my backyard shaving my legs. <laughs> And you guys are thinking of, Eric, you hate emoji 100% in Halloween costumes and you're in the backyard shaving your legs. I'm sitting in my backyard shaving the, my legs. And this is how you know it's the Lord. And he says to me, I, I've given you this job for a season and you need to let go. And it was like that. And it was like, like tomorrow I'm going to tell him, two weeks, I'm done. Like it was that clear to me of the Lord's speaking to me and that voice, when it comes into our, that's why I feel like as a pastor, I've always been praying and praying and praying that you would hear God's voice, not just in the big stuff, like this is kind of a bigger, but just the small stuff, the everyday stuff. 
But the Lord just real simply just said, I was just sitting there and I'm like, is that me? Is that, is that some, a reaction? And it's just like, no, Garrett, that, that's me. Like you, I brought this job into your life for a season. It sustained you while Robin was pregnant, while she took that year off from school. She was home with James. You've carried this job. It's time to let it go. And it's not like I'm staying until Chicago, the next trade show. It's not I'm moving anything forward. It was just the Lord came to me and said that. And again, this just prayer of being open. I, you guys are going to go spend some time. I pray that, and I was thinking like on Thursday night when I'm like all in my serious prayer mode, walking on the beach and it's quiet, like, oh yeah, the Lord's going to, and here I am in my backyard shaving my legs at like five o'clock on a Friday night. And he's just like, you've carried the job. It's time to let go. You're done. And I was just like, okay, Lord. Okay. And there's no arguing about that. They could come back and make me the most insane offer in the world of a new Lamborghini and a five-story house and $10 million. And I'd be like, Phil's like, <laughs> Lord, I know Joda was disobedient for a little bit. It kind of turned out okay for him. <laughs> um, in the long, you know, so, but it was just like, no, nah, it's just, I'm done. It's just, it was just so clear. So my prayers that, that you would pray that the Lord would speak to you. Two more things, two more, two more verses. Verse 35, Jesus does this miracle. He opens uh, his, the man's uh, ears are open, his tongue's loosened, speaks plainly, right? Um, there are, miracles are always, we have to remember this when we think about miracles, are always signposts, right? They're pointing somewhere else. Nobody would pull over on the side of the road on the five and think that they're at Disneyland, right? That is pointing to the reality of Disneyland. So we have to, whenever we read a miracle, whenever we experience a miracle, Jesus, what are you pointing to? What greater reality is this miracle directing us towards, right? What do we need to think about with that miracle? So maybe just want to reflect on that question for a little bit. Um, and then the last thing, right? These people are like, like they're amazed. They're overwhelmed with amazement. <clears throat> they're talking about it. They're praising the Lord. He, he does everything well, right? We have to remember, too, that when, when Jesus does a miracle, it's not just like, because, you know, sometimes you hear people say, well, if God would just show up in my life and do a miracle, then I'd believe, right? And it's just like, yeah, you probably would for a year, maybe two, and then you'd kind of forget about it, and you'd go back into your old patterns, and you'd kind of become, miracles are always to, to lead us into worship, to be amazed at what the Lord is doing, to speak about him with just such utterance and, and joy and happiness and worship, right? Not just like our little guitar time, just the core essence of who we are is to, is to praise the Lord. That's what's so great about this miracle is that people are worshiping. They end in worship. And can you think of a miracle in your life? that brings you to praise and adoration. The birth of your, ch and again, it doesn't have to be like this, you know, the birth of your child. Maybe there's been a healing in your life. Maybe we talked about this over the summer and I still think that this is a miracle. We travel during the summer and we get in these giant metal cans, whether it's an airplane or a car or whatever, and you're hurtling through the, through the world at hundreds of miles an hour and you're arriving safely all over the place. To me, I'm like, that's kind of a miracle, right? I know that it's science and everybody does it. It's kind of a miracle, right? Um, how about the miracle of finding your spouse? How about the miracle of staying together with your spouse? 
How about just honestly, you, I always think about just maybe you just need to lay back on your back and look up at the sky and just consider the miracle that we are in this creation, right? In God's creation. So these are the, the questions. I put them here with the little note. Um, and there's, there should be pen by you. There was also pens there if you wanted to take a pen and scribble things down. It's 55. Why don't you take 20 minutes and come back here at 11.15? Um, uh, and again, if you needed your phone, I would say just use your phone to look up that Romans 8 passage or take a Bible with you and just look up that Romans 8 passage. It would probably be um, good to try, and, uh, to try and get away from your phone even for the 20 minutes. And yeah, I'll start here, pass a couple out. Sorry, it's a little small. I thought it was going to print a little bit bigger, but I think... Uh, You might have to bring me off to, to, up to that reference a little bit more. I don't know if I know that one. So, any questions? You can stay here. You can go outside. You can go for a walk. You can do whatever you need. Take 20 minutes, uh, and we'll come back together. <laughs>